All right. Well, let's kick it off by definitely saying happy birthday. Thank you. You are 29 years old today. Again, here. Gorgeous. Let's, amazing. Let's play our music. Let's do it. Let's have our Longhorn Nation, we're back. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Fire the Cannon brought to you by Texas Sports Unfiltered. Thank you for joining us. You're either streaming us on the YouTubes or you're on the app. I'm Rocky. I'm Megan. And we are Fire the Cannon. All right. So let's talk about Baylor a little bit. Um, if y'all listened to the post game on Texas Sports Unfiltered, we actually joined KD and BK uh, for a little bit of post game to recap kind of what the atmosphere was like. So if you listened, uh, thank you again for joining us. But keep an eye out for that. Uh, every post game, uh, BK and KD share their thoughts and, and recap the game. And we will jump in every now and again. Yeah, whenever um, we can. Had a lot yes. of fun, for sure. Yeah, it was fun telling them. But yeah, let's talk about the atmosphere. Um, you know, I've, I've been to Baylor before. This was your first time to Waco, right? No, for no, no. I, to this stadium. Right. You, you've gone to Florida. I have been to the old stadium yeah. several times and been the only one in the stadium with half yeah. the stadium a tarp. Yeah. So, yes. But with all the drama and crap at Waco and quit going. And ever since the Bryles stuff, I don't spend a penny in that town. I, I drive right through it. I don't want to be on their campus. I don't support them. But the reason I went to this game was because it's the last one. Right. And we were in and out. Yeah, we were. It's Waco's an easy day trip. Yeah. I agree. Like, I'm not, I don't want to spend money there. I don't want to be away from the dogs that long. Like, no, hard pass. I'm good. Um, and like I said, Magnolia, it's a fun place if that's your jams, you know, the chicken joint again. $9 cupcake. Uh, mine? I don't oh, know. Oh, girl, try like $25 cupcake. It? It's crazy. Everything's outrageously I priced. I don't know. I wouldn't pay. Literally $80 candle. Normal ass Yankee candle, 80 bucks. Hard pass. <laughs> so yeah, I, there's not a whole lot that I, I like about Waco, um, but I will say George's is pretty delightful. Like they have some amazing burgers. Um, you kind of found that out by proxy because we were supposed to go there to eat lunch, but there was a two hour wait. So we decided pass on George's. Uh, mm -hmm. We'd hit their tailgate a little later. Had a really good burger. Really good burger. Bubba's of all places. It was good. And it was, it, good. It was a good atmosphere because they had mm -hmm. tables. They had TVs all around in the big like bar kind of area we were in. And the Connors were great. They saved us seats. They did. So that we would have somewhere to sit and eat. They ordered our food for us. It, I felt like royalty rolling up. It was like, pretty cool because we were running we, late. Yeah, so. we got into the bar. Uh, Those burgers and shakes are legit. They're so good, yeah. right? So yeah, we rolled in. We had our seats waiting and like the awesome server was like, oh, hi, ladies, here you go. And like literally had just got our margaritas ready for us, had them waiting, like literally put them on it the bar awesome. when the we got there. It was great. Service was great. Yeah, it was good. And I got to say, like, I, I, Waco is not one of the more hostile places that I've ever been, right? Mm -hmm. Like you get the horns down, you get some of that stuff. I've definitely been called the C word in passing now and again, but yeah. that's like the worst it's ever gotten. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But again, it was a frat boy in a car driving by, like whatever. wouldn't say it to your face. No, you wouldn't know? pull over, no way. Right. But, um, but for the most part, I think Baylor has kind of long suffered. They, they knew their place. They as a were football so team. kind and welcoming. No horns down. Then the Bryles thing happened and they got mm -hmm. a little big for the britches, a little yeah. sassy. And, but they kind of, I think they're coming back down to earth. With yeah. This. And even though they've won stuff in the last few years, big stuff that they've, everybody was kind to us. Yeah. Everybody it, was welcoming. Welcome to Waco. Right. It, at the restaurant, no issues. Nobody trying to, yeah. you know. Yeah. We didn't, our, like legitimately, this honestly surprised me the most. We didn't see a single horns down until we got in the stadium. I don't, and even that, real? and even that was just kids on the screen, which you do. The students right. do that when the TV's on. That's fine. That's for the TV. They're cheering their, you know, cheering their team. Right. But all the way, and it seems like everywhere else, everywhere else we go, all the way from your car to the play, to the tailgate to the whatever you have, you know, students to adults to grown people, you know, putting it in your face. But nothing. Everybody was kind and welcoming, and it was easy. It was yeah. hot. It was, it was really hot. It was hot. And. If I'm going to give Baylor credit for anything, if y'all haven't been to the stadium, like, I don't know if you're a Texas fan, I don't know why you have a reason to go anymore, but I've got to say McLean Stadium is a nice setup. They it's were really, really smart. Nice. Like you mentioned with Floyd Casey, their old stadium, it was way too big for Baylor. Yeah. It just, and so they were constantly having to tarp off huge sections. It was in kind of a not 
great part of town. It wasn't on campus Mm -hmm. and it was um, definitely a little odd. Um, This, it felt like a high school stadium, to be honest. McLean is really nice. It's right on the Brazos. Mm -hmm. Um, There is not a bad, there's three levels. We were in the 300s. So Mm -hmm. we were up top because we were with the Texas tickets where they put opponents. Um, But honestly, it was it was pretty. It, it and, was really nice. Fast Wi-Fi. Yeah. We can't get service at DKR. Like, but in the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi it. It at, to be fair, the Wi-Fi was really fast. To be fair. There which means a are lot. 40,000 more people at yes, DKR than there yes, is. But even then it wasn't like, oh, the DKR is slow Wi-Fi. There is no service. Yeah. You, it, you, it, you can go chunks of time with not even be able to send a text to DKR. At this this uh, McLean Stadium, the Wi-Fi was so fast. Big clean restrooms, mm-hmm. easy breezy, you know, with stairwells and yeah. lots of, of. There's no alcohol. Did y'all know that? Yeah, you you can't get a drink, which means you leave sober, which is great because you're driving. Which is probably why they which were leaving great. early. They were at halftime. They left. Oh yeah, they to, left uh, early. To go, but we had drank plenty of water. They realized we lots of water. Yeah, at, at halftime we saw a lot of the folks starting to to filter out, and you think, oh, it's halftime; they'll be back. They weren't. <laughs> a lot of them. It, they started filtering out at halftime, and by yeah. the early fourth quarter, I mean it was it was a Texas home game, y'all. I mean it was crazy. There were uh, tons of Texas fans there. I would say in the very beginning, their students showed out, no question. Oh yeah, the blackout they did. Yeah, but in the very beginning, I mean it was truly. I would guess. 35% Texas fans easily, maybe a little more, to be honest. Like we had the whole upper deck, um, on what would be the, uh, East side, I guess. And, uh, really the whole upper deck that curled around to all of the end zone almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the down most, lower deck of the upper deck was Texas. Like I would say all, almost all of the upper deck was Texas going all the way around. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy. lot of the middle and sporadic throughout the bottom. Yeah. And then the end zone corner slices on the first level were all yeah. Texas. I mean, it was crazy. It was awesome. Way like, to represent. Yeah. Texas fans showed up. That's a really easy game to get to mm-hmm. always good representation there, but it was, it was definitely pretty dominant so much so that, I mean, at the beginning of the game, when both schools sing their alma mater, you know, Texas, and I'll give Baylor band credit. They, they let the opposing team play their alma mater. Of course, the students were booing and screaming over it, but whatever. But to be fair, like you could hear our alma mater over, you could hear the eyes of Texas louder than you could hear Baylor's alma mater. It was crazy. Like they played them at separate times mm-hmm. and it was, I don't know if you guys could hear that on TV at all, but it was loud and clear and it was awesome. It was awesome to be, I mean, to me now that's university of Texas North. Like we own that stadium now. Right. Is that, um, we did that game, n- that game. <laughs> we, I wouldn't say I don't, the record there isn't great. I like know. They haven't won there in what, six, seven years. Yeah. But we won so, going out. And how we, old is that stadium? So are we what one in mean, two RG3. there? No, it's, one in Two and two there, maybe. Like, I wouldn't say we own that stadium. I think we've got a winning record there. I'm sure CB will jump in and correct yeah, us. Yeah, because the last two times Texas went there, they lost. Mm-mm. and Not last two. I don't know. I'd have to look it up before we, we were you catch me Remember we talking about last week that they hadn't won there because they lost there in 21 and 19. They hadn't won there since, like, oh, 17. It was close, it was close last yeah, week, and two, two, time, two years ago. Okay, well, we'll look and see. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I wouldn't Beautiful say they stadium. own it. But again, we don't really have a chance to we go We own again. Baylor, but not that state. That new stadium. Don't really have a chance to go in. But it is a anyway, cool setup. Yeah. It's pretty. Had a good time tailgating at George's. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely, uh, we had a good time. It was fun. We uh, did a little post game mm-hmm. and then headed home and, and got home pretty early. Easy, easy drive on the way home. Straight shot down 35. But yeah, it was a good time. I'm glad you came. Yeah, I'm, 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 glad, you I'm glad I came too. It was a good come and go in one day and... It, yeah, I'm glad I went. Now we don't have to, you're not playing Baylor. Well, not in football anymore in, in this foreseeable future, unless for some reason they meet us in the national championship game. At, that would take a <laughs> pretty interesting turn of events to get to that point for Baylor. Okay, I will say, a bowl game. I will say that. Yeah. Again, Jose, you had a funny comment, Rocky, that Jose brought up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to throw this up there because it was I was cracking up the whole time. Oh, yeah. Again, the students did a blackout for for the game. And when I mentioned it to, to Rocky, y'all, we were just chatting at some point. I was like, oh, that's cute. They're doing a blackout. And Rocky's like, oh, how nice of them to come dress for their own funeral. And <laughs> that prediction was accurate. That was they did do a good job of um, the the 
right along the field. They save that for the kids that are running through in the yellow jerseys. And Freshmen. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the students that are lining up for the football team to run through. And then those kids can fill in first. And then right behind that lowest level was the group that were all blacked out. Mm -hmm. A bunch of students all in their black, which is a good job. They, I was thinking when you said it was going to be a blackout, like all the alumni. Oh, all, I was like, thinking that like too. Other, like, you know, a Penn State whiteout or yeah. something like that where everyone knows to be in black. But it was the students. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. They did a good job. Yeah. I, again, for the participation of the Baylor crowd was pretty, pretty low. Uh, I would say in general, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but right now guys, we Wild are time. super excited. It's three thirty-three. make a wish. I wish for <laughs> Quan Cosby to come on my show. And, and, <laughs> and here we go, guys. Let's, let's join him in. Thank you. It is so good to have you, my friend. Uh, what? Quan Cosby hook him. <laughs> what's up, man? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Thanks for joining us, we, friend. We are living the dream, my friend. It's it's hard to be mad when you come off a win like that, coming out of for the last time. And are you in heaven? <laughs> Listen, y'all know how I feel about y'all know how I feel about going to Waco. So uh, <laughs> yeah, anytime we take two. care of business and I don't have to hear that mess, I am I am very happy. Um, yeah, heck yeah! It's, I, I can see it. You're grinning, man. That makes that makes it, it makes for a lot easier trip back home. And I go to Waco a lot, so it does. you're um, you're from the area. You're from the area, so and as a matter powerful. of fact, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, we uh, when we were talking about Quan about joining us for for one of our our live broadcasts, you came to us. We're like, hey, man, I want that Baylor game. Can can I do the review of the Baylor game? Like this <laughs> is that a special place? Maybe feeling a little froggy. Uh, uh, tell us about it. You were at the game, actually. So I was, man. Dude, I'm. I, this is one problem. I'm spending a little too much time for TDC. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much I can take. No, I'm kidding. Honestly, <laughs> I, I got to give him a shout out because you don't see me in a like a dress shirt very often. But I, I just left uh, a thing with Foster's Angels, a, a organization I'm on the board of, and y'all know this. A lot of Longhorn Nation may not, but. CDC grew up in New Mexico in a foster home. So, man, he blew the place out of the water. I, I, I talked to him briefly afterwards and said, dude, it was genuine. It was emotional. It was super cool. And so kudos to our AD and all the things going on, having the number three team in the nation. He still finds time to go give back and all that good stuff. And so I only say that also. So then, fortunately, I went back to, to – Waco and CDC hooked me up. So I watched it with him for a little bit and it was, I heard y'all when I first got on, <laughs> what's funny about, we remember going to Floyd Casey and, and it seated about 65,000 and there was typically 30,000 Longhorns in there. The problem with this place is it only seats 44,000 and there's about 20,000 Longhorns in there. <laughs> and so um, it was so good to see um, the Baylor faithful. They have, if we even play a close game, I'm 40 texts in with, oh, y'all got lucky. Oh, that was a bad call. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I have yet to receive one text message from one Baylor fan. Funny, funny how that it happens. Is, um, it is, uh, and I will say this. I did text a buddy, not about football, but about something else. And he said, by the way, great game. Thank y'all. Y'all could have put 70 on us. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, um, that's the only Baylor comment I've gotten. So it was a good weekend. I appreciate that. Yeah, we um we had a woman sitting in front of us. It was an interesting, I mean, I'm sure lots of families around the area, you know, have people that root for all different Texas colleges. Um, but we had a Longhorn and a couple in front of us and then a, a Baylor couple that showed up with them. And she was not pleased with my cheering. She was upset. I mean, you know, making plugging her ears Drama at times. Queen going, it was a lot. So oh, they, I think I saw that tweet. I was like... <laughs> It, it always blows my mind. I'm not surprised. She, she she somehow probably went and thought they had a chance. But it blows my mind when you go to a sporting event and you hold your ears. I agreed. I, I I'm you know what? It blows my mind if you go to a sports bar and hold your ears. Yeah. Look, um but it's so but but again she was trying this. to be a drama we, queen. It, it was really yes, dramatic. We, it was she it, was um, you know, she she was the OG Karen and then she was showing her uh <laughs> Her, her moment so no it's it's funny man i it, i saw yeah. that tweet and, and i wish i was surprised right i wish i was surprised oh by the was, way oh. 
I meant to say this when I first got on. It's not, I don't think it's your birthday yet, but it's about to be your light, right? It's today. my birthday today. It is today. Happy freaking birthday. Thank Dude, you. We were, uh, Susie Belasia, she works in the president's office. It's her birthday as well. So I didn't know if it was today or tomorrow, but I knew it was coming up. So happy birthday to Thank the great Thank you. It's Michael. today. See my decoration. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. That's very well done. Very, but I Thank think uh, what I'm missing is tomorrow because I thought in your tweet uh, you had tomorrow Four o'clock is happy hour on this show. Yep. yep. Oh. So. Yeah, we'll we'll be ready for that. Uh, we do want to, Quan, we want to share with you CB saying hi, the shout out, the, the infamous CB, right? What so, up, CB? By the way, I'm going to be honest. How did y'all do that? That's so cool. Yeah. So this is one of the fun things about being live now is that we can see the comments. We can throw them up. Oh, look, Nash just joined us. Hey, guys. So yeah, we, we got people that love you, man. We're yeah, happy man. to have Hook you Hook them, baby. <laughs> we, the way, when we log in as, you know, um, users or Fire the cannon. Yeah, well, when we log in as, you know, what do you call it when you're like hosts or whatever of the show, then yeah. we can manipulate the comments and prop them up. But as a viewer, you can you see the comments, yeah. but we can prop up the ones that we like. Yeah. But you mentioned about, thank you for not dropping 70 on us, right? When your buddy <laughs> said, when the score was 28-3, that we, Texas forced, um, Baylor to punt but right before the second half. And I looked at Megan. I'm like, okay, touchdown here, 35. We're going to drop 70 on them. Yeah. <laughs> this rate, we can get 70. And then the muffed punt. And then, you know, yeah. the, they left points out there. Like like your buddy said, there were points to be had. That, the, but, the, but really if were. things had rolled smoother the way they were trending, it could have been a nice 70. Oh, they, they know it. And essentially, you think about what they end up scoring. We gave them the ball in, in the 20 or right at the 20 twice. With the muff punts, um, there was a muff kickoff, but it didn't cost us for the most part. You know what's interesting about there's two pieces, there's two things to take away from that. And I'll, I'll go positive and then semi-negative. Positively, <laughs> our defense absolutely beat the brakes off of. I mean, that they, our our D line lived in the backfield. Um, there, there's some special cats, and and Jalen gets another pick. Um, it's 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 all in a good place. Negative, certainly the, the muff punts, but to kind of go even a little more technical on that, Xavier Worthy is a beast. I mean, he's truly one of the best in the nation. Um, it's going to be a great battle with him and I think the corner's name Kobe Bryant this weekend, which is it's hard to forget because Kobe Bryant is a legend and RIP. But um, he's a big corner and probably going to play in the NFL. So it's going to be a really cool to see how he matches up with, with X on that side. But you know what's weird about X, that punt returner? When he catches it, he's dynamic, he's electric. But the weird piece that I've always, even going to some practices and watching him in the game, if anyone's ever watched a game, I was like, I love that kid, but I get so nervous when he's back there. See? He never, it never looks easy. You know, I, I can, I'm old, got a dad bod, haven't ran in a long time. I play pickleball and, and golf and walk in the neighborhood for exercise. But I can go back there and without a doubt catch a pump with one hand and it, doesn't seem like stress, but every time he gets back there, for the most part, those probably last two seconds, I'm just like, okay, yeah. you know, and, and, <laughs> and I will say I'm a little bit surprised Jay Whip because he does look more comfortable back there, but to his, which he should never do, but his last second, there was a guy probably about 11 yards from him and he looked down mm -hmm. and that ball had some drop on it that made him do what he did. So as the beauty of it, and I call that negative, and it is because it costs us the ball, but you want to talk about things that could be fixed by the next play, those are it. Right. And so they cost us, but um, our defense stood up and balled out afterwards. And one, those things can be fixed, but I need X to somehow get a little more comfortable catching punts. Agreed. You know, I, I said this at the very beginning of the season. I, I was just surprised to see X back there. Like, it just... It, and I get it, like Sark wants to put the best guys in the best positions to do the best. And I got to agree with you, man. It, there really is just this moment where you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Okay, good. Right? Like it, and, yeah. and that bit us a little bit. Luckily, it was against Baylor. Our D, like you said, balled out. They walked away with two muff punts, two turnovers inside the 20. We They walked away with three points total from that, which is a testament to our defense. Like that's that's crazy. And, and, and really impressive. So if we're going to seek, you know, the silver lining and the good and the bad, it's that our defense was tested by both of those drop punts um, and came out 
shining and smelling pretty great, man. So you're right. It's a, it's a quick and easy thing to fix. Um, it's just keep that focus and we'll definitely, they can't get away with that crap with, with Kansas. That's for sure. So well, not only that, go ahead, go ahead, Rocky. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, so like Nash talks, Texas said that he struggled making decisions on when to fair catch or not. We've seen times where he's let it roll like, Oh, pick it up or do something. And then other times where, well, the couple of muffs, but I think he's productive um, overall. And when Sark was asked about it at the press conference, would you think about switching? No, yeah, like he didn't even answer. let, like he knows who he's got. He trusts them. Um, what do you think? Cause we had seen earlier that Kansas was giving up a return a game. And so the opportunity was there. Do you think Baylor? I'm sorry. I Baylor. keep, I've been mixing Kansas and Baylor together <laughs> for the last two weeks. <laughs> Baylor. Thank you, Megan. Yep. Baylor has been giving up about a return a game. Um, even when we were on the way to Baylor, I'm like, I'm headed to Kansas anyway. Um, <laughs> so do you think, because you're, you, you know, what's going might be going through their minds at the time. Do you think they're taking off before they even have the ball because they feel like one's coming? One's got to come and No, you know what actually that's that's one of the problems. If you're comfortable enough with catching the ball, as crazy as this may sound with the ball hanging in the air for that long, if you're going to return it, you almost want to get just a small running start because, you know, they're coming this direction, you're going that way, you can make someone miss a a tackle and a thousand percent when he comes a kickoff return. But I think it's a total opposite. I think that I don't know if it's vision. I don't know if it's high skies, but it's truly it's, it feels like at least from watching and watching five billion punts, probably one of the few who even watch them when my team is not catching the ball. It's it's just a struggle busting picking up the ball. I, I think in practice, you don't really worry as much. But what you got to understand in practice, when they're shooting it out of that, you know, machine, 80% of the ball is going to be pretty much the same way. Mm -hmm. So that, that, you know, training of looking down, not worried about it, you're at the spot and you're going to be within five yards is easy. And not only that, sometimes I've seen in practice, you know, there's been a catch kind of take a couple of steps back, which you never want to do. So I, I think it's really about just getting their eyes right. Their number one job is, is, is this. Baylor's giving up return. So-and-so has. They're explosive. You have one job first. Give the ball to your offense. That And that's what they really need to understand. I, in the league, I average, I think, 13 yards, which is within the kind of – as crazy as they think they, they can be that explosive. If you're between 10 and 16 yards of return in the NFL at punt return, you're in the top 10 every year. Devin Hester balled out. Devin Hester for the career, I think, had 13, 14 yards of return. That's crazy. The dude has more touchdowns than anybody. So I think they overthink that piece of it. Um, they're good enough that you don't need a touchdown every time. It'd be nice. But what you need is, hey, and the guys we have back there, bro, you can go catch a touchdown. Like, you're on that offense, too. You're, get, you're, taking, you're taking reps from yourself. If you only have four catches that game, guess what? You don't muff a punt. You might get four more. And so I just think the big picture of it is I think they're doing too much. And then after that, they, they they want everything to be a touchdown, which we all do. Those touchdowns, you can see them early on when they happen. But really, for me, and you get technical on it, I want a first down. Because when you really, you know, it's, it's mind-boggling depending on where you are on the field. You get one first down and your offense has to get one less. You're talking, it goes from 40 to 50 to 60 to 70% chance of you getting points. So... I, th that I think it's just overthinking a little bit and wanting to do too much when I'd and I know we talked about him even letting some role in theory that drives me crazy but because of some of my anxiety when I see punts in the air <laughs> I don't care let it hit the damn ground I don't care where we get the ball we got the ball on the four yard line and went and scored a touchdown mm -hmm. and so our offense is so explosive just get us the ball back yeah, agreed. So we've talked a little bit about special teams. We did. We have. I do want to give a shout out to our boy Trey. Trey Weisner had a great hit on special teams. Man, he's we had his mama on. Uh, you know, fire the can in our podcast a little bit earlier. She was talking about how much he's having fun out there, and you could see it in that hit. I mean, he brought the heat. Uh, I mean, it was incredible. The whole stadium was just like, ooh. <laughs> it was. It was great to see him person. Great to see the young kid out there mm -hmm. flying around. Um. Quan, while we've got you, let's talk a little bit about our our we we touched on defense. 
We know that we're playing lights out. Um, offense, do you have any concerns? What are you seeing on offense? Um, you, you're prolific. You you did some pretty great things, some record holders at, at, at UT. What do you see about the, the offense that excites you? And what do you see that maybe makes you raise your eyebrows a little bit? And you're talking in general versus this week? Yeah, in general, and and yeah. we can we can dive into to Baylor a little bit more. Yeah, man, and, and, you know we're averaging close to thirty. I mean, forty points a game. I think mid thirties, late. When you have a defense that's good, that's pretty damn good. I mean, let's be real. Um, when you have a defense that good, that's stopping them. Um, and, and I we're four four weeks in, and I feel like we've kind of gotten a little bit better every week. Um, I could see the things that they work on this off season. Clearly, they've worked on. Finishing. So in the fourth quarter, we're blowing people out. You know, like we were, we're putting up three touchdowns, and that's unfortunately years in the past where we'd all be, you know, biting our fingernails and freaked out about a comeback. So we're doing a lot better there. Um, weirdly, it's like you know, you you fix this one, and the other one's compensating because we haven't had as fast starts. And so the beauty is we're four and zero. We're number three in the country. And we haven't even gotten close to playing a complete game yet. You know, we, we truly haven't. So, but at the same time, I heard Rod, I heard E on our local radio, and I told somebody this and it blew their mind. They're like, what? No way. And I said, man, Sark is good and he's improving. But I think weirdly, Baylor is one of the best call games I think I've seen. And someone was like, what? And I was like, dude, that one series, you know, we started with Mitchell. Then he went to, you know, a nice little play to Jay Witt. And then the next play he threw, you know, up the middle one-hand catch to Sanders. And then, you know, he was thinking of X, but he got doubled. And so highlighting his playmakers. Last year we had Bijan, and he was kind of that consistent dude that we leaned on. So I wondered, I was like, man, we have so many playmakers. How is Sark going to do it? That, that one drive was so masterful. So I can see it just kind of growing and getting better every day. Quinn's making the right decisions. And so, man, it's – I have a lot of – I thought it was going to be a crazy explosive um, offense when we started. And I'm going to tell you, four games in, I don't even think we've still scratched the surface on where it's going and where it's going to be as we continue to improve and stay healthy. Uh, O-line, of course – the Longhorn Faithful was ready to write them off after Rice. And I was like, one, Rice is a little better than y'all think. Two, Wyoming has NFL players. Um, Alabama certainly had NFL players. And I'm going to tell you, Kansas got a couple of D tackles that may have a chance to get in that, in that league. So we're seeing good competition. We're seeing people that are, you know, taking care of business. And so it's uh, um, it's going to be interesting to kind of figure out as they uh, as, as, as they get into the different stuff. But, no, nah, they, they, I like our offense. But I know it's going to and I feel like it's going to be even better as we keep trending in the right direction. Great. I, I love that. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned, the one handed catch by Sanders. Like, how has that not gotten more attention? How is it that was not like nice. top in the nation play? I mean, and it wasn't even just a like a one handed catch and acrobat. like it was just naturals can be one handed, pulled it right in, never used it and just kept in stride. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I think and that's physical, it. Like manned up on the two defenders at the end, yeah. like wouldn't even go out of bounds. <laughs> like, no, he went right back in at those two defenders that were trying to use the sideline. Well, that's the thing. I think that's it. It looked too easy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that it play did. is so hard. You got a defender right here and you just reach up like I mean, it truly looked like he was kind of visiting an elementary school and playing versus some kids. And he just reached up and made it look easy. And it's the, the beauty of JT is we're kind of like, yeah, that's what he does. And, and the nation has gotten that because he went from certainly being noticed, but being one of the top five, maybe top three, top two tight ends in the country. So his big plays that should get the love, they're like, yeah. You know, uh, Odell makes that one-handed catch and every one-handed catch after that was like, yeah, dude, that's what you do. Good. You know, and so I really think it's just one of those, yeah, we're not surprised because the dude is a cheat code. I mean, he is, he may be truly, he, I know this, one of the top three most uncoverable people on the field. I was, when we were in Tuscaloosa, I sat with um, the GOAT, you know, David Thomas, and it was cool for him to talk about their relationship and kind of a mentorship. And before even JT became this dude, he went and found um, DT in Lubbock and said, I've watched so much of your film. I want to do it like you do it. And they had a 
15 minute conversation about what that looks like. So DT is one of the most mild men. Maybe him and Shipley compete on who talk less. But um, when D, when when JT made a play, you would have thought it was one of DT's sons out there. And so we all expect it. Um, as long as we have that cat on our, our team, we're, we have a chance for just about anything. So, yeah, it should have gotten more love, but it's kind of what he does. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, you mentioned this mentorship. David By the way, I'm gonna put on my jacket, which is so rare. But okay. bring it. Are bring you it. cold? We'll we'll chat. But no, I'm I'm gonna put on my jacket because it looks like I got on all white over here. It looks know? like you're I in heaven. Like so I don't you're put on a jacket much, but I'm gonna put it on now. <laughs> all right. I was gonna say you mentioned the mentorship, um, David yes. Thomas. We just beat Baylor. I am in heaven. mentoring Sanders and we've heard about um, Derek Johnson you know really mentoring um, Jalen Ford and we've heard about you know Vince Young mentoring Quinn Ewers what other tell them tell me about that mentorship and what you see bringing back those experienced leaders that represented the program so well and what other mentorships are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about yet that and that's about. cool that, that that I didn't know how much of that's kind of gotten out and I don't have a problem with it. It's what it should be. This is the family that goes back to the Mac Brown days and kudos to Sark on saying, I have no ego about this. This is what it's about. These guys d- did it, done it. We respect every aspect of it. And, and Vince is mentoring Quinn, but also Malik Murphy. You know, BY, everybody says, how's Malik Murphy still there? Well, because he gets to call Vince and ask him about his process. And Vince has told him. Dude, this is this was my road. Chance Mark was supposed to play over me, and you just got to keep battling, getting better. So, DT is doing that. You know, Jay Witt is the guy I probably hit up more than normal. Um, we try to, you know, keep our distance, but certainly when they hit us up, I hit them up. I see them around, and and certainly let them know when he balled out. So, um, even hitting them up about that, saying, "Hey, man, don't worry about it. Just keep your eyes on the ball." You know, and so little things like that is what, what it is. Arakpo is around the program. Clearly, Huff is in their backyard. He's there all the time. Um, Griffin has been around. B-Rob, when he's not fishing, comes around. So <laughs> there's a lot of dudes that are out there just trying to be that. And that's kudos to Sark and, and that crew. Um, Sark embraces it. He loves it. He knows the village and the family. That, that I mean, at the end of the day, man, there's a lot of wins out there. And, and guys, and you know, it's funny, and this doesn't get talked about a lot, but we were in Tuscaloosa. We're in Waco. I was born in Waco. But most of the people that go to Baylor aren't going to move back to Waco. They're going to move to Austin. They're going to move to Dallas. They're going to move to Houston, right. San Antonio. Nobody damn should not move into Tuscaloosa. And so the beauty that we have in Austin being one of the best cities in the country is we go to the best university in the country and then we come back and live near it. And so we can swing by practice and say, what's up? Casey Stutter talks to the linemen all the time, you know, just so many layers of guys who want to give their two cents because we want this place to do well. So it's it's thick now. It's really it really is. Jay Scott got in the Hall of Honor class as well and he went by and to hear him talk about banks and the cats that are that are on that line. He's like, man. They're, they're the real deal. These are national championship 10-year NFL guys saying, uh-oh, they, they got some dudes again. And so uh, the mentorship is sweet. You know, they're all in it. And, and it, it's, it's certainly along the lines of football, but it's life. You know, they hit us up with certain questions about life, and we appreciate that. That's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, Sark really did create that culture where – Y'all can y'all can feel comfortable coming back and being a part of that program again. I think for a minute, Texas was really missing that. You know, we'd see a few flashes here and there on the camera, but really behind the scenes, there weren't a lot of the guys coming back. So to hear that makes my heart happy. And really, again, that's something us impatient Texas fans need to pay attention to. These are the little, you know, the the little intangibles that are changing with this program. We are, this is a different program. And, and that's that's awesome to hear. Dude, CDC says it all the time, put the BBs back in the box. What that means, there's a lot of BBs out there when it comes to this university. You know. And, and that's a piece of it. And, and Sark and their guys and their humility. Um, Coach Flood, I mean, that dude is still balling. We just got another five-star lineman the other day. Listen, it's so crazy with this staff. They have me paying attention to freaking recruiting. I hate paying attention to recruiting. <laughs> I, I, I'm, listen, you don't want to follow and, and, 17-year-olds picking cakes and hats oh, and balloons. You know what? And I, I don't know if I've shared this with y'all before. I'm a Longhorn. I Really? That's that's a 
That's a new like, one. <laughs> breaking, breaking news. Only on fire <laughs> So my, and it's probably a little bit of my ego. I don't want to pour into a kid until he's on my campus. No, that's fair. If I, I got a family. I have 8,000 8, jobs. So <laughs> when you get on this campus, I'm all in. I, I want to develop you as a human being. Um, most of these kids make us all better. But I'm not pouring into a kid and he chooses Oklahoma. I'll lose sleep at night. And so that's really, and, and in this day, it's not about the job you do. There's NIL involved. There's all this other stuff involved. So, yeah, man, I, I wait until they get on campus and then I love every second of it. But Sark's humility and wanting that culture slash atmosphere for all of his players and knowing what that means to hear the conversation about the league, because and that's another piece of it. With NIL, surely there's a, element of money but no it's an element of family it's what is your culture are you would you would you go to that school if they weren't offering x y and z arch didn't choose texas because he got offered money he chose texas because of the culture because of sark because of the city his family has insanely embraced matter of fact his mom was just at that charity event as well that's so that's the cool piece about the culture that this coaching staff and i one i haven't even admitted because in his head he would he had a tough week but Coach Banks and what he's truly done with our special teams. I mean, I can go down the freaking thing and um, just give love. So, yeah, that coach is back. That, those BBs are certainly where they need to be, and they'll continue to improve. Yeah, we love it. We love it. So, we definitely – we know We're, everybody's enjoying watching you. You're staying with you. us. Yeah. yeah, you're staying with us a little longer, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah. Okay, we got As you. I mean, I am in the, in the office, but for, for you to – uh, certainly always make it happen. All right. Well, tell your family we said thank you for sharing yourself with us today. All right. So before we're, it's almost four o'clock, which means it's almost happy hour. But um, before before we move into the next hour, this is hour one's amazing. We talked a lot. We still have a lot to talk about. But let's shout out to a, one of our big sponsors, AV Consultations. We know that it's football season, so you want the best setup. You want to be the place where your friends and family come and watch the game at your house. You don't need to go to crowded bars, crowded restaurants, pay $90 for a burger and, and a margarita. You can have that stuff at home, right? You can set up your own setup. So, Hey, I, fun fact, Tom yeah, and his crew set up my TV. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, they did a good job. Um, uh, put it over my fireplace. Um, tell Tom to quit telling you to hook up with everybody doing that commercial. Um, <laughs> you got to be careful with that, man. Right. Now you got his little baby girl talking about and do it with anybody. I'm like, oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> but, well, there uh, so you now go. Tom that, and that crew does a really good job. That is a great, that is a great uh, uh, segue. Yeah. So contact AV Consultations, 512-255-8678. 7867 and right on time, 400. The dogs are here. The dogs are here. It for is your happy hour. It is a birthday <laughs> happy hour. Happy Thank you, Richard. Hey, who's that in the back? Is that my dude? This, yes, that's Richard. This is ah, Richard. What's up? And she, she, and Richard so makes the love. best margs or whatever yes, cocktail Juan you want. knows that Richard makes the what? And, and we, do, we do have a little surprise for you for your birthday. We had to get, I had to, I'm hoping I can what? show these. I found this amazing plate. I don't know which Here, way to go. Way. You do that. Say, you got, oh, there so we go. got little Longhorn cupcakes. Richard, thank you for bringing them in. Thank you, Richard. That's pretty cool. Little Bevo cupcakes. So cheers, my friend. Wow, that's beautiful. Happy birthday. Hey, and I got to tell you, I don't know if he's texted or not, but my boy Hard hey, Oh, Richard, me a, Juan said you make the best drinks. He <laughs> does. My boy Mike Hard shot me a text, and uh, he's watching and sent me. He said happy birthday as well, so. All yes. my people, man. Y'all, yeah, y'all thanks, great thanks hard. I, I'm going to jump on his message. show as well soon. Awesome. Yes, Mike sent me a message earlier. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, friends. That's for good people right there. Notes. Okay. So you mentioned, and you had just touched on this before we split off for happy hour, was the um, development. And you said that, that the athletes are coming to get developed. We know when you mentioned the recruit this weekend, which was the five-star offensive tackle, Brandon Baker out of Matter Day, Matter Day, Matter Day. Um, and Sark has the California connections, number one high school with all the D1 athletes on that uh, team. So he talked about one of the key things of why he was choosing Texas was trajectory development. Um, in Sark's press conference, he talked about developing, he, he thinks he has the best developmental staff in the country and Slowly but surely, we're seeing the development. We're seeing players that, you know, 
might could have transferred or could have you know lost been lost in the roster contributing significantly lots of rotation he talks about developing the person the student and the athlete all three parts what are you seeing as someone who's been behind the scenes and in front of the scenes of this program changes in the development over the last three-ish years man you know it's it's y'all know i nerd out on all of this type of stuff because i do I, we're all in the people building business and we want people to do well and and especially that that put on the burn orange but you know we go in and we beat uh you know alabama and they uh, and they freaking it looks good and and everybody's saying alabama's just not the same they're not the same listen alabama has a really good team still they have great athletes but guess what we took a lot of their crew their developmental crew um so that's a factor but then how about this i got another kind of curveball to throw two years ago good old aggies had one of the best recruiting class they've ever had and it was historically great per the ratings and all of that but it's not matriculating to sec championships or a lot of wins they are three and one we'll give them that but they're about to go through a gauntlet as well and, and, and talking to the Alabama, yeah. Well, they did the six wins. Although yeah. Johnson did his thing when he came in. Uh, fun okay. fact: Where does it all get out? I was actually at that game, but we're not going to talk about that. It was a long day. Were you wearing? But, um, I was at that feather pillow fight, but um, <laughs> the uh, they they're not developing their guys, so they have the number one class, and I think that's the frustration of Saban. He's like. You won all these recruits, but none of them look like they would if they were on my staff or they were on my team. And so it's twofold. One, they got them, and we got some great ones. Aggies got some great ones, and we got, kept saving from getting it. So you're seeing what's happening when he don't have 5,000 five-stars. And then, two, you're seeing the development from a Longhorn standpoint. Our guys are getting better every day not in every play, and down the street, I, again, they're going to be competitive because of that class, but you're not seeing the same level of development. So development is what it's all about. Uh, you you do need to get better at that sport. And we have some damn good coaches that are doing that. They have the reputation to do it. Bo, come on now. It's D-line. Y'all have been around. We've talked plenty about it. Our issues with no sacks for the last 10 years, I mean – We'll have that one guy who balls out, I mean, you, all those different guys that, that did their thing, but collectively, I mean, we have multiple guys with multiple sacks, and then it's kind of like JT getting a one, one-handed one catch. We'll get a sack in the first series, and I'm like, this is just what we do. I mean, what, what, we're, what so we do? we're owning the line of scrimmages, and so, <laughs> yeah, man, development is a big deal, and we're seeing it in every position. Yeah, love that. Real quick, want to give a shout-out to – to MGK, thank you for happy the birthday. the thank rocky you. happy birthday wish. That's, that's a nice. that's thank a you. super paid to say that. That's amazing. That's thank nice. you, thank you. So we, we love it. Really appreciate that, man. So, all right, I Quan, will spend that five dollars wisely. Exactly. Don't <laughs> spend it all in one place. All right, so Quan, while we've got you, we want to jump in a little bit, looking ahead to Kansas. Um, this may be the the again take Alabama out. We know that in Tuscaloosa. You know, that's that's always going to be an incredible game, incredible challenge. But coming into conference play, this is really the first time Texas has been tested with conference. Um, sorry, Baylor. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but really, there's a lot of incredible matchups here. Texas is favored in this game for sure. But Kansas has been Kansas has been explosive. Uh, yeah. Texas is favored by 17. That line's bumped up a little since it was first released. Um, Texas right now is showing a 94.7% chance of winning. I don't get it. But there is a little bit of hesitation here. Again, Kansas lines up their, their offense has been explosive. They have done, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, Quan. They've done really amazing with the transfer portal. Um, Kansas has really capitalized on that. And we all know the transfer portals changed the landscape of college football. It's been a bit of an equalizer. NIL, I would argue, Texas is doing pretty well with. But what are, what are you seeing? What's your prediction looking at Kansas, um, looking at this upcoming game? We know you got to go. You're at work and you, you're giving us your time. No, no, no. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so you know, uh, what, what, are, you what, what are the stay as long as you can? We know. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. No, you're good. What's crazy about this is it's almost freaky. Now, Vegas has been a, very wrong this year in a lot of ways. 
but historically it's it's almost freaky how close they get to some of these lines. However, there's a couple of pieces. Kansas is actually probably going to be the best offense we face this year. Milrow is good, and he's a phenomenal athlete. He threw some dimes on us, to be honest with you. He threw it pretty bad as well. But <laughs> he he made some plays to show his potential. Um, Kansas' quarterback is better. Um, he, he was a little banged up last year, or we would have saw that even more last year. And, the, and honestly, as much as we want to talk about that quarterback, their defense has improved. Like I said, their D-line is pretty improved. Their cornerbacks are big. Safeties will come up and, and hit you. Um, uh, the Brian kid we talked about earlier, I think already has a pick, maybe even a pick six. And so it's going to be a test. Um, one of the better offenses we've seen. And it's funny, the beauty of what's so fascinating, I don't like all the logistics of NIL and the portal, but it's also made the Wyoming's a very respectable team. It's made the Kansas's a very respectable team. Um, if you have some donors who are willing to invest in your program, you can get some dudes. And I think that's what we're seeing. And so Kansas is going to come to play. But for me, when I think about a couple of things, a two-third game, they don't know what that's like coming from Lawrence. Um, but secondly, the embarrassment of what happened a couple of years ago. You know, really, I know Sark is – he will not be looking until next week. He is – one, he's just not that dude. But two, he's pissed off about how it worked itself out. And so – they really want to um, – Kansas is going to give us their best. They always do. It, it, and, by the way, that's not new. If you go back to the, the year uh, Vincent them won the, the first Rose Bowl, hell, it took like a 14 and 18 to even beat Kansas that year. Um, they always give us their best because there's usually a bunch of Texas kids there who want to play hard. They weren't offered, all that stuff. Um, so it's going to be tough. But the home field advantage that I think – Winning CDC, all of them have created, I believe will matter. The heat absolutely will matter. Mm-hmm. I just also see a different thing. I talked to you all about the leadership that I think we we're lacking. We had some dudes, but we're lacking kind of that on the field leadership. That's gone, man. These cats, Ford's leading. He's played more plays than anybody on defense, and he's that rock. And we have depth on the defensive line and and, and all of that that's creating longevity and advantages. And then on offense, <laughs> X is the third year. Jay Witt's been there for a minute. Quinn's a couple of years in. O-line, young and old. JT is freaking probably 19 going on 32 because he's so mature. And so I just think we're in a different place to where when I see them prepare, when I see them respond, it looks different. And, and so I, I, I like our chances. Um, and I like the line, to be honest with you. Okay. I oh, love that. I love that. I know Rocky has, has been a little nervous about that. I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I think I'm still suffering a little bit of PTSD from previous uh, experiences. I was in, in Lawrence in 2016 when that, that's probably the most miserable I've ever been as a fan. Just I was in that yeah. locker room afterwards and was, that was, that was, that was tough. Yeah. Most miserable I've ever been for sure. It was cold. It was awful. We lose a game like that. It, it was bad. Uh, CB again brings up with us. Yeah, the last couple of, of meetings between Texas and Kansas have been closer than they should be with traditional Kansas, but it does show Kansas growth, right? Like they, they're definitely changing it up a bit. But I will argue, you know, like you're saying, th- this Texas team is different. It took Sark a minute. Yes, we do see, Carlos, I do see KU was a 31-point dog uh, in 21. And yeah, we, we do know how that ended up. But again, this Texas team is at such a different place. And I know that Kansas is leading a lot of statistics with their offense. They are a pretty dang prolific offense. But they also haven't come up against a defense like Texas. I was about to say, BYU is the best team they played. And kudos to them. They took care of business versus those grown-ass men. But the um, all of that stuff, all of those stats, is still – what we're not mentioning is – we had a lot of turnovers on those games. Yes. We played a role in those games, either being close or losing. I mean, you go back to 16 form. I mean, I think that we, there's like three or four turnovers. And so kudos for Candace for, you know, riding the, the, the mow and taking care of business, but we were our own worst enemy in every single one of those games. And so, you know, uh, offense right now that haven't really been now, again, we got to fix the muff deal, but, (laughs) 
they haven't really been turning the ball over on that level. So we take care of the ball. Our O-line kind of controls that line of scrimmage. Our D-line certainly, in my opinion, will do the same. I just think it's a different setup. We, what we've known for the last 10 years, why we have a little bit of PTSD, we have to recognize that that's not the same team on that field now. Right. Um, and, and it starts in the trenches. Right. Rocky, you, ha- you had some numbers that you pulled up. Okay, so you mentioned you like that line, and I was trying to figure out why in the world is the line 16, 17, 18 in some places. And so I looked at Kansas. They're averaging 37.75 points per game. They're giving up 22.75 per game, which when I looked at all their opponents, 1-2, and 2-2, two, 0-4, two and, two, and, and their most respectable win, 3-1 and one, Baylor. They are BYU. giving a, I'm sorry, Baylor. Oh Do my again, God, BYU. And I'm not written BYU. BYU, thank you. B- Baylor is not three and one. BYU. Actually, it's, you turn those numbers around. They are, they are giving up right about average for those teams. So if the team normally scores around average 24, that's about what Baylor is giving up to them. So they're not. BYU. BYU. No, this is so good. I know she's killing me. You're killing me. I have okay. Now you really. I need to put like a sticky up here that says Kansas. Kansas. Why do I not want to say the name Kansas? Probably because I have PTSD. PTSD. No, Kansas is holding teams to about their average. What they scored in their other three games is what Kansas holds them to. That's what I have. So I'm seeing. Their average score of their game being 38-ish to about 23 is their average score in a game. Texas is averaging 35 points per game, just like you mentioned, right in the mid-30s. They are are holding teams to 22 points per game below their average. Yeah. Their average. So 10, 24, 10, 6 with what they've they've given up, which is averaging to 22 points per game below their average so if the over under is 50.5 yeah we're looking right at if we're if if they hit the spread right at kansas 23 38 texas kansas is what vegas is saying with a 50 point um 50 point over under 17 point spread so that puts the score at 23 38 which puts kansas exactly just about right, well. 17 points under their average, 15, 16 yeah. points under their average. So given that they have an explosive offense, given that they're <laughs> on the road, they're going to play defense they haven't seen before yet. Vegas still thinks Texas is holding people at least three touchdowns. They're averaging three. They're giving Texas two uh, uh, for under Kansas. So again, it's possible. Yeah. And again, it, it is talking about that 21 game again, Casey Johnson, or Thompson, sorry. See, now I'm doing it. Good Lord. Casey Thompson, he balled out. He had a great game. Uh, You know, he threw for 358 yards, had six touchdowns, but, you know, and Hudson Card played in a little bit, but we had those turnovers. That's, that's a key point. We had, you brought this up earlier. Texas had four turnovers in that game. And, and, And that is a hard number to overcome, no matter how good you are, no matter how good your defense is. We just we can't give up that kind of field position and you can't get the ball over that often and still expect to come out on top. This is a different Texas team. So um, let's we'll Quan again. Well, we so much appreciate your time. We're going to jump in, uh, talk about matchups that you like to see. Um, what are you excited about? And then we'll get your prediction and then we will, we will set you free, my friend. We, we uh, appreciate it. So. But don't leave us, everybody. We still have lots to talk about. We, <laughs> we know you're here to see Kwan. I understand. That's why we brought No, no, no. They, they're going to see you y'all. I'm just, y'all, y'all are the, <laughs> it's probably bad timing to say, say that. What Charlie's wrong. The, the cake is baked. <laughs> Yo, good y'all, lord. Y'all oh, the see, cake. Here we go with the PTSD again, man. Yeah. The, cup, the cupcake. The, cup, the cupcake. The cake. I'm just trying to add a little icing to it. But um, man, matchups is always that. I talked about that. They do actually do have, you know, good corners. Um, uh, Chris Harris was a dude I played with at the Broncos. And we talked a lot about that perspective. They, they have some good dudes, some NFL level guys. And so we have the best, in my opinion, especially now after seeing Ohio State. They did win the game, but their receiving core without Harrison, in my opinion, is it, it, it's certainly a big drop off. Now that's easy to say because he's that good, but um, but it, from our standpoint, I don't see that same level drop off. Um, you have Jonte down the middle making plays. You have Jay Witt, who's one of the surest hands on there. Him and Mitchell and X, and so 
yeah, you have a, a guy who could probably play in the league like a Tlaib, like a Chris Harris, but who's going to cover our number two or number three? Who's going to cover JT? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think offensively, and by the way, our brother in the backfield, we, we knew we were going to miss Bijan. We all knew that. He's a special talent. But what Jonathan Brooks is starting to do in that backfield, Baxter, you know, he's banged up like every, most people are after camp. But um, so we just have so many weapons. And I think eventually the reason we've balled out one Sark and their, you know, very intentionality about the second half play, but two, it gets worn out. I mean, you have to play so hard for so long to keep up with guys on that level. And then on the defensive side, those linemen, I mean, we have guys jumping off sides at home because they're getting ready for the push and the speed, you know, the takeoff that we haven't seen in a while. So I, I want to see certainly receivers to secondary. Um, I, I really do because I think like me getting goosebumps about the play calls and, and truly targeting our guys, seeing – my boy um, X throw passes out of there. And so and I'm just dimes, I'm loving every bit dimes, of it, man. And, and by the way, dimes. really good balls, too. They're, throwing, having fun. they're having fun. They're having so much fun. And then for us, like all of it, because if they do this, Kansas is going to have a – and Kansas run a little option, a little unorthodox offense. If our D-line do what they've done every other game, it's just going to be hard, man. It really is. Yeah, we got a, another comment from CB. We love him, man. He's like I said, he's he's, he's our Texas way, man. Encyclopedia. I love him. I love him. All tech like Texas sports and like pop culture. Like CB's <laughs> on it. I love it. Oh but, man, yeah. between him and Kyle, I'm like, all right, good. I needed that. Although, and I will we'll give our boy um, who just had a baby. Congratulations, Rod, baby. Yeah, your um your your stats that you gave Rocky. I was like, that's Rod B or something. It is. <laughs> you know, we're talking about this. This. I mean, the breakdown, which makes sense to me. Why? They come. It is statistical. It's uh, when when Vegas come up with their lines, they're looking at all those factors, and and you hit the nail on the head. It's right at that number of where Texas D has been the, the first four games versus offense and vice versa. So, um, if they play to what they've done to this point, we should win this game. Um, I just feel like being at home, two third a game, an insane amount to to play for like we do, being number three in the country. I think we're going to come out and we're going to continue to add bricks and um, a faster start, maybe one of them this week. I like it. All right. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think those are definitely some matchups to look for that UT defense. They're ready. You know, UT offense, listen, man, they they're eating. Everyone's eating. And and that's one of the fun things to watch about this team. So many weapons in the back. So you want to make predictions? We ready for that? Yes. We'll, we'll say we'll, let you finish here with a score prediction. Do you have a score prediction for Saturday? Do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. No, man. I, I, I Like I said, I think we're going to start fast. I think Kansas has a good offense, and they're going to respond in certain levels of it because, I mean, they are. It's us, them, and Oklahoma at the top of it. They have a lot to play for. You know, essentially, whoever wins this game is probably going to be in first in the Big mm-hmm. 12, and then we won't even get started for that other thing following. No but – I think we're going to start fast and play pretty well. So I'm, I'm, I think we're going to be – I know we're averaging mid-30s, but I think we're going to get in the 40s. I think 42-24. 42-24. Okay, so you have a win and cover. I think we're going to cover, man. I, I And I don't say that often because I, I usually – I like to under-promise and over-deliver, but <laughs> I just have a good feeling about how they're preparing. Um, and quite frankly, it's how they get better – Always tough to work on, but how they've gotten better every game. Right. All right, Rocky, you want to give your prediction here? I'd love to see where you think. You've been a little worried. No, 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 no. I'm not worried about Texas winning. I'm confident in Texas pulling off a win. My my advice would be for the fans to stick in it, like stick in it. I have a feeling this is not a 17-point blowout, and if it is, it might be, you know, one of Texas' infamous 2023 21-point fourth quarters. But <laughs> but I'm, I would just say stick with it. They are going to move the ball. They are going to convert third downs. They are going to put points on the board. Texas is death, depth, depth, depth. <laughs> What am I? He did. Richard made some really nice, strong drinks. <laughs> if you weren't doing that before yeah. he gave you the drink, I'd blame it on it. I, it's my birthday. I've been partying all day. Right. <laughs> Texas's depth will shine through. And I don't, 17 seems high for a power offense that is like you just mentioned, is also competing for a spot. 
you know, with control leading into the Big 12 championship game. So I'm more of a 35-27, a little more of a nail biter than, yeah, than we might want. Yeah, more of a nail biter than you will want, but just get your horns up when the game's over because Texas will win. Just ride the roller coaster, fans. Ride the roller coaster. It's going. They're going to score. For, again, ugly wins better than and no. It's going to be a beautiful win, but it's not going to be five points, six points for the other team. No, this is this is going to be like you mentioned the toughest offense they're going to face probably all year. Uh, well, and by the way, the offense that may lead the nation on third downs too. I think they do. I think they do. First downs, third downs. Yes. Yeah, they do. I can pull that up real quick. Yep, they are. Offensive success rate uh, on the rush is they're third in the nation. Pass rate, they're ninth in the nation. Overall, uh, Kansas's offensive success rate is number five in the nation. So they okay, are, five, five. yeah, they they are, they've got a really, really good, uh, really also, good offense. they haven't played what, in, in a lot of statistics, is the number one defense in the country. Correct. Which is Texas. Absolutely. Correct. All right. So, Megan, what's I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and I know you, you always laugh at me when I do this, but. Um, 900 to nothing. 9,000, <laughs> right? No, listen, I I hear, I see the statistics. I hear everything. I get it. They're, they're again, that PTSD, let's, let's be kind of careful about it. But I'm going to go all in. I think Texas, I think they cover the spread and, and win by a lot. I, I think my call is 42-17 Texas. Ooh, I think our offense, I think be wonderful. I think our offense, <laughs> and look, the reason I say that, we, We've only had our defense has only had one touchdown all season scored against them. They haven't played an offense like Kansas. I agree. Just like Kansas has played, played a defense, defense like, like ours. Texas. So, so look, I think the defense is going to take this personally, and maybe for the first time ever in Texas football history, Texas isn't going to overlook Kansas looking to OU. Right. right. So There's, yeah, this is they're taking this seriously, and I think the defense is going to take it personal. Um, you know, people coming in, a lot of people saying, "Oh, this." Talking about Kansas's offense and how great they are. I, I think the guys just come in with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be ready to play. Um, and if we clean up those special teams issues, take care of the ball, don't turn it over, I think Texas rolls. Quan, like you said, we're, we're seeing this offense, our Texas offense, heat up. Um, I, I think they're going to start making this happen. Uh, and, yeah, I think our defense takes pride in holding Kansas to – Two touchdowns and a and a field goal, my friends. So I like it. it. I like there it. it. Is. I'm cocky. I, I might be eating crow next week. <laughs> no, no, no. no we have one more person who wants to join you and say hi real quick All and right. give his prediction. <laughs> my BK. My dude, BK. Family What's affair. Thanks for jumping in, man. Hey, two things. Number one, happy birthday, Rocky. Thank yeah. you. Actually, three things. Number two, sorry for making you work on your birthday. <laughs> and number three. It's my second favorite wide receiver in the University of Texas football history. What's second up, favorite. That's ballsy to come in and just second. All right, who's the first? Because like you got to tell him. Well, look, Quan was great and had an amazing oh. career at the University of Texas and had a great career in the NFL. But Kai Money will always hold a special. <laughs> oh yes, that's oh, fair. Yes. That's my heart. I like that. Kai <laughs> Money. Kai Money was money, baby. You know, Hey, I'm, that's South Texas finance right there. Love Kai Money. He came oh, that's through. That's awesome, man. BK, my dude. I, I I came on with him and Bucky. And like I said, uh, first of all, you're the man. We're so happy to have you back home. Um, I, visit, I was in Houston last week, and I know you're happy to be back home. Um, <laughs> yeah. But much love to my Houston folks. We all good. Um, and then uh, this this crew, you got Fire the Cannon. You got a hard Dude, you, uh, I appreciate what y'all are doing, man. This is a real deal. Uh, I can't wait to get on with Harge as well. And, uh, you know, we can't control what happened with that station, but this is what it felt like when it happened is I found myself in my dang on office listening to y'all all day. And so, uh, making time for y'all, of course, in the morning with this crew, me and Harge are going to figure out a time. I uh, appreciate what y'all are doing, man. Y'all the best in the business. And, I know Longhorn Nation is uh, grateful for for these opportunities to listen in and with some amazing Longhorn folks. Yeah, well, appreciate the kind words, Quan, and it's awesome having you as a part of this thing, man. The fact that uh, you're just a phone call or a text away from from joining any of us is really cool, man. So, you know, I think the world of you as a person. I obviously think the world of you as a player, and uh, the fact that I get to call you a friend now is 
Really freaking cool. If you would have told childhood BK that uh, he'd be friends with Con Cosby at some point in his life, probably would have jumped off a building. Listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I didn't think it could get better. I will tell you, all I try to do is find better people, and I'm some damn good people on this screen. So it's easy for me. And uh, like you said, uh, hey, good to see you, BK. We'll holler at y'all this weekend, Rocky. How about they? Um, Give you a really good birthday present with a cover versus Kansas this weekend, and then uh, we'll, we'll okay. celebrate like crazy. Roll in the I next week. I will bet all my birthday money on the. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, already, on, like you mentioned, let, you let's said, let's get some momentum rolling in the hate week. So, uh, hey, yeah. appreciate y'all and hook them. Thank you. Thanks, you've Quan. been you've been day one with Fire the Cannon. We love you. Yeah, you already know, man. Much Just love. Enjoy to your family this evening.